taking every day as its own is something that took me a while you know to learn you know i think i'm somebody who has had a history of mental health issues and again just the journey of like being a person is very difficult somebody who has to worry about their survival and have to worry about every little thing you know living with that anxiety and living with like bouts of depression is something that does shape a lot of your personality and how you Hi Divika. This episode is going to be super special. Do you want to start guessing why? I think uh it's because our guest today is someone who has worked with us before. That is 100% true. <laughs> there is uh, there are more reasons than one. Okay. Our guest today is someone who's super cool as usual. Oh man you're getting it right each time. Yes, that <laughs> Our guest today is someone who's here with a new twist for the first time. I'm just enjoying this game. <laughs> it is getting better I must say. So I want to dive into just saying that it took us 3 seasons, 30 episodes and a lot more to get our first guy on the show what is going on this is so cool aste for men has is that something we've been uh, actively promoting ah manifesting for sure <laughs> yeah i think all the men in our lives have just been forcing us into this Yeah. <laughs> We get so many messages saying when is Aste launching menswear. Guys, there's always a gender neutral collection on aste.com. So, we're unsure when you say menswear. Yeah, I don't I'm not sure. I don't like this categorization. I remember we had a huge like meeting about this about, you know, how we want to categorize as gender fluid. Like why should clothes be specifically for any gender you know clothes are made for bodies and you choose what you want yeah clothes need to be gender neutral uh, you should be able to wear whatever you want regardless of the type of the body you have that's the whole ethos of aste so yes uh, if we were to take all those questions and answer them once for all aste.com does cater to all genders it's really how you perceive it we've always made clothes for everybody from day one and it's about and i think that we're launching two completely gender fluid items now as in the same item is available in multiple lengths and sizes so we not just go across the width we also play with lengths so that anybody anywhere can choose what they want to wear and anybody anywhere can choose what they want to be come on guys it's 2022 and i want to bring somebody who is super Super 2022, and he's also the most one of the most confident guys. I want to bring in Pratul. Hi, Pratul. How are you? Ajivika, I'm doing very well. How are you? All tea, no shade, man. Oh, amazing! <laughs> Quite on brand. <laughs> Any uh, memories this is bringing for you? Where's this from? Oh. <laughs> uh, oh wow um really think we're going to dive right into it cool so i also go by pratul no shade and it comes from that uh, no shade is an identity that i created because i wanted to build a drag house for myself idea of no shade like it it 
you know, goes back to the ball culture, um, the gay ball scene in America in the 70s, where uh, they would have these voguing competition and uh, uh, one way to like, you know, basically show your competitor that you're dancing in front of to like show them down or like, you know, to uh, subtly with your dance moves uh, come across as a superior, you make these like weird shapes on the floor that cast a shadow. Um, and that was considered the term throwing shade. And from there, it then, you know, was adopted in drag culture where like, you know, when you are uh, being catty, when you're like uh, basically just being like, you know, subtly mean or just like, you know, reading somebody's look down or like something like that, basically, that's called throwing shade. So no shade comes from the idea of not throwing shade or being like positive, being like, you know, uh, a cheerleader for everyone around you. And uh, that's where the house of no shade comes from. So yeah, it brings back a lot of memories, but uh, that's what that <laughs> wow i had no idea and it's so good to learn i just i just thought that's your instagram bio to be honest and there's so much history to it it's so well thought out so so tell me all about why why do you why do you like that culture did you say it was from the 70s it is from the 70s yes i mean uh, the term like got populated in in like uh, the Vogue ballroom culture, you know, which was very underground for gay people, for, you know, queer people to like uh, showcase their art, like, you know, if in case they're into fashion, beauty, uh, were turned into like these um, competitions where you would like, you know, walk the ballroom, you know, certain looks and categories that you were given. And I think from there, it uh, started like this whole culture of like lingo that they would create for themselves or like, you know, just uh, the way that they would talk to each other. And then from that scene on, uh, I think that's something that just became you know like a secret language of sorts that queer people would communicate with each other so the whole concept of throwing shade or all tea which also again is you know big uh, nod to like how uh, black drag queens talk uh, to each other so yeah it, it comes from there and it's it's I think maybe a pretext to that will be that I identify myself as uh, gender queer non-binary and I'm in a homosexual relationship so I think that pretty much covers the spectrum of where I come from and why my appreciation for gay culture is what it is and uh, I think it's just more than like you know just a fun phrase to say or just like a cool Instagram handle I think just a way of life to live with like standards that you would want everybody around you to feel uplifted and you know if you can be that positive influence of people around you then I think that just makes all the difference in the world so I think that's where it resonates with me. That's so freaking cool, man. And, you know, I genuinely like feel sometimes we get confused as to what's life and what's personality and what's career. I want to know everything from you. I do want to touch base on the fact that do you feel that our choice in life and our personality plays a huge role in the choice of our career? Absolutely. I think it's a journey that goes goes both ways right so for example when you're fresh out of college or you know whenever is it that you so I started very early I was 16 when I uh, you know was hunting for jobs and finding something meaningful for myself to like just make myself that's so cool to start that early especially if you're from India I guess yeah we don't get to work until some of us don't get to work uh, until like 21 22 Um, I'm in my 30s and I'm still figuring out if I like working (laughs) or not (laughs) yeah I mean I think for me it was uh, a lot more need based because I think it was um, it was a matter of my survival where you know I had to start working early to be able to pay for my college education to be able to just like survive in a city like Mumbai and um, yeah it's it's a long history that we don't have to get into right now but uh, I think uh, career or you know anything that you attach you know as ideas of your own personality plays a very important role as you grow with it so for me uh, I think when I was just super young and just completely oblivious to you know the media world and didn't know anything about how you know 
some of the things of work and you know what how exactly does this industry function and then when i learned on the job which different roles different companies and moved up the ladder there were i think my personality was growing at the same time and then there was a lot of personal growth happening in my life so i think all of those things also then shaped the way i wanted to build my career or where i you know wanted to go with it so i think it's it's, it's a back and forth like i think yeah when you are your blank canvas you can get influenced by a lot of different things but then once you are at a stage of life where you attach enough things to yourself that you know you can call yourself as, as as like a fully grown up adult with like a fully functioning personality then a lot of your work and career choices also will translate that at least for me personally so so where do you work what do you do tell <laughs> all about it <laughs> cool so what i do currently for you know to pay my bills versus like what i'm building my career in they're both integral part of my career but i think those two are like parallel streams that i try to keep alive so i'll start with what i've been doing so far so i'm a true and true media person i started my career at 15 16 doing odd jobs you know at wherever i could find you know relevant work then my most relevant work experience to media was when i started working as a copywriter i was uh, 17 18 i was still in college uh, so i was working full time while i was uh, doing a graduation course in mass media and uh, from there my journey began with like agencies i you know did everything that like a digital or a mainline agency was doing at that time and this was like back in 2012 2014 uh, where advertising was just becoming something else altogether and digital was playing a very very important role and just shaping the way the world was going to be in a few years um so naturally i think the internet became a very integral part of how i was looking at my career option because everything that i was doing was translating onto the internet as as a final product so i quickly realized that you know that's something that i should like hone as much as i can and then you know be ahead of the curve at that time at least i moved up quickly did a bunch of things production marketing you know i worked with uh, brands uh, e-commerce platforms like all the you know just a standard run of the mill uh, you know media journey that I, one person would have but i did have big goals and i wanted to work for like a company like a google facebook you know, eventually in my career and uh, i got lucky when i was 23 i got through facebook for um, you know a role that I just stumbled upon on this. It's so freaking cool. Thank you. I love how uh, yeah. you use the word luck over here. Uh, I mean, see, the thing is that because for me, uh, of course, there was a drive and passion for me to like you know build a, a steady career for myself before <laughs> any of my peers were doing it. But then I think I always thought that something like an opportunity like that would come to me when I'm like twenty eight, twenty nine. But it was amazing that I got through something like that when I was twenty three. Worked there for like a good three years. honestly just it was life changing for me because i got to travel the world i got to like just work with so many smart people way like more qualified than i ever would be so there was a lot of imposter syndrome that i was dealing with at that time i didn't know uh, whether i deserve the position that i'm in but you know it did well for my career i learned everything that i could you know in the duration of 3 years and uh, moved up with the role also and i was on that path of where i'd imagined my life to be like let's say about 10 years ago where i thought that okay i'll, I'll take on a role that will take me out of the country and then i'll probably settle somewhere in a nice location and then have this amazing job but somehow while i was growing up and i was becoming you know my own person i realized that a lot of those things didn't really align with the way i want to live my life in the long run and i somehow started to like just measure success and happiness you know with with the parameters that was around me and money and you know just having a career that has a big title or working for a big company just wasn't giving me that happiness because at the end of the day none of it was my own like i didn't feel like i was leaving anything behind as a part of my legacy so to say so that's where i decided 
to take a step back and you know I, I was completing a 10-year run of working and a decade-long work experience was enough for me to get any kind of roles that I wanted but it's still something wasn't sitting right with me and I realized over time that you know a lot of my jobs and roles became very very uh, corporate heavy very serious very like you know process driven and things like that which I don't personally do well with like I'm a very creative person and I like to you know keep that identity as a part of my career also so from that point onwards is when I decided to quit my job and then take some time to really figure out what I want to do and my alternate career that I'm building right now is to basically write produce host uh, and recently I've been directing a few things also um, for anything that's fiction and non-fiction. Non-fiction is something that I primarily gravitated towards initially so I pitched a few talk shows, a few podcasts, a couple of video series to a bunch of like publishers and people on the internet that you know I personally loved and you know have admired their work. Yeah this was a year before the pandemic where I felt like I was living my best life doing all the things that I wanted to do on my bucket list. I think through and through what I wanted to also, uh, you know, do is stand for something that I find, you know, meaningful or relevant as, as a purpose of my life. And I thought that creating queer friendly content was something that I personally would have, you know, really could have used a lot of like queer influences growing up, but that didn't exist for me. So I think creating any kind of avenues which can like highlight queer stories or which can give a platform to, you know, an underrepresented community in spaces and places that, you know, they're doing really, really well. That was one endeavor that I wanted to bring about and I'm hoping to continue to do that. Wow, this is so cool. I didn't even want to interrupt you because there's so much to learn from here. And Pratul, I can resonate with this entire thought of at one point in everybody's life, I guess money becomes materialistic as its definition, right? And you want more out of it, more out of your life. There are a lot of people like you who will absolutely resonate with this story. I had a similar experience early on in life where I was like feeling stuck by the concrete walls of a corporate as well. <laughs> to put it short and sweet, I do want to know that this afternoon when we were chatting, you had your video on and I wish everyone could see it. So we might do a video later, but this is a podcast. What is this passion, man? Like everyone wants to know. Does that have to do with your passion? How do you get it right all the time? I, I remember my team told me that there was a shoot that you all did together. And uh, there is there's something that's uh, really cool that's coming up about like a lot of individual stories and they want to put yours as the first one. Apparently you're a natural in front of the camera as well. So while you're telling our listeners that you're all about creativity on the backside of the camera, I think you're fabulous in the front as well. So where does this come from? Where's this inspiration coming from? What are you reading? What are you watching? Give us some beats. I'm, I mean, I'm so overwhelmed, but... Uh... And I okay. want to know about the glasses that you were wearing this afternoon in okay, detail, I, <laughs> on record. Okay, cool, cool. I'll have to unpack a lot with just that. Okay, firstly, I just wanted to thank for uh, the little photo shoot that uh, your team did. Um, I had a great time. And um, yeah, I mean, I personally don't look at myself as, um, uh, you know, just conventionally attractive. I think I've, I've seen beauty standards obviously fuck with all our heads. And I think especially if you are, um, you know, going through feelings of, uh, you know, feeling othered or just like, you know, I don't fit in. I'm obviously not like conventionally masculine or I'm not extremely feminine either. So like, you know, there's this weird like juxtaposition that I always have to like maintain between, you know, uh, what my creative expression is and what my gender identity is this and that so yeah there's a lot to unpack there but I just first want to say thank you I think that 
that photo shoot was really fun and i got to experiment with a little bit of makeup and i think any opportunity to just like you know live my best life is always fun so that that was great about uh, just in the glasses that i was wearing okay so i'm not even ashamed to like admit it because i think it took me a few years to be comfortable with the fact that i hate shopping from big brands or like you know expensive places and i think uh, india and especially bombay and bandra has such a great like street shopping culture um obviously like not about you know like rip offs of brands and choice copies i think yeah any kind of like piracy of course i don't promote and i don't stand by but there are a lot of these like you know um, local artists and designers and small like you know again small time places that you can find like such gems and i think i've uh, ever since i've been living in bangalore for the last few years i think street shopping has become such an important part of like my life because i end up finding like these amazing like almost like couture level pieces like these are one of a kind nobody owns them and every time i wear like a nice like you know uh, shirt or like whatever and then just says when did you get this from it's almost funny like i have to tell them that hey i got it for like 100 bucks in bangalore but uh, sometimes i lie and just like uh, like yeah, a designer made it for me Why don't you tell us where you live? We'll come and shop inside your wardrobe. Done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, done. done. <laughs> I'm also, <laughs> I'm also very blessed to have like a few. I mean, my friends and people around me that, uh, like you know, that probably are professional models or like you know, work in and around like you know, professional styling, costuming, things like that. So, uh, I always get my hands on you know, and I steal like straight up. I'm not even lying. Like I like something from a friend's wardrobe. I just ask very nicely, and most of their their. you know nice people so they share so yeah that's that's my little secret of how and i mean yeah i don't have to get into like how fashion expression is is an important part of everyone's identity but i think especially when you're a queer i think it becomes such a gateway for you to really express what you're feeling inside by matching mixing colors and patterns um i also am a big fan of drag race i don't know if that helps but then i think uh, just looking at like you know runways and you know trends and just silhouettes just experimenting a lot with like what watching fashion documentaries again all of that knowledge i don't know where it goes but um i try to learn from it and apply in in my life to just like you know give myself a little bit you know like a little push if i'm not feeling that well uh, you know mentally i think uh, making bold fashion choices always is an instant uh, you know uplifting thing so yeah, i'd recommend that to everyone that is so cool i do want to talk about uh you know something you touch based on as well a uh, lot of us are actually not part of the lgbtq right and often like especially i've had personal experiences even though like a lot of my uh, close actually two of my closest friends are openly gay and they're a couple together but i i just want to know that what is the right way to communicate for us if we don't know the right terminologies for it and the reason i ask you is i remember uh, almost 6 months back we used to have a brainstorm meeting in our office right and we were coming up with this really cool jacket the idea was to sort of degenderize the whole emotion of wearing clothes and there was a brainstorm meeting going on where we were coming up with really cool names and ideas and at all times every person who was present in that room would say oh let's make sure it's not offensive and that's something that consciously does not come to every individual but uh, it is it is definitely a struggle on both ends how do you think we should channelize such communication and what do you think of the word gender fluid 
Okay, so that's a two-part question. I'll address the first part of um, just like, you know, using the right terminologies when it comes to, let's say, pronouns and, you know, just like addressing another person. And then we'll move on to like, you know, terms like gender fluid and what that means to me, the community, or just like, you know, people in general. So I think for the first part, I think that sensitivity towards, you know, another human being and the choices that they make in life or the, the way that they want to live their life. I think a lot of times what we forget is that it's still... A person at the end of the day it's still a human being and you know while you are learning a correct way to address somebody they are learning things about themselves which isn't always easy to come to terms with also to explain it in a language that you understand but also their family understands their friends understand so yeah there's a there's a lot of pressure on even them uh, and i think political correctness is there's there's an issue with just that in general because a lot of times we try to like overcompensate our past mistakes or or you know maybe an ignorance or like inconsideration that you know may have made somebody you know feel bad or less than and when we try to course correct that by being this extreme anxious version of ourselves that hey i have to walk around eggshells you know when i'm talking to you that is Nobody wants that. Nobody likes that. So I think a simple way to go about it is that <clears throat> anytime you meet somebody or come across somebody um, that doesn't share the same gender identity, gender expression, sexual orientation as you, you know, open a dialogue with them. And, you know, you it's it's ideally hope like, you know, great when, you know, you do that with somebody that you're friendly with or you at least have some sort of a comfort level that you can have a conversation by saying very clearly that, hey, I may not know the right term, uh, the pronouns, but I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to ask questions. And I hope, you know, that is, is a good way to like for us to start this conversation. So I think, yeah, that will be the first level is to just make sure that the person that you're talking to is also a person. They're not like a being or like, you know, and like a alien entity that have come from somewhere else. Um, they still have the exact same upbringing influences as you, their expression or just the way they identify might be slightly different than yours. <clears throat> But uh, that necessarily doesn't change the way that you communicate to them. And I think a lot of times people feel uncomfortable bringing up, you know, pronouns, for example. So like I have some androgynous friends um, that, uh, you know, may uh, be very femme presenting. And, but then if I'm using male pronouns for them, somebody around me just gets very weirdly uncomfortable, like, you know, whatever, uncomfortable. And then instead of going to them and asking them directly that, hey, what do you prefer? Do you prefer, you know, he, she, they, how would you like me to call you, address you? Uh, they would come to me or they would come to somebody else. So I think, you know, that whole, just because you are uncomfortable to have a hard conversation doesn't change the fact that you still need to have it. Um, so it's just getting over that, you know, uh, fear of like, you know, you may offend somebody as long as your intentions are right and your heart's in the right place and you make sure that you communicate uh, that very, very clearly. I think that part should get addressed automatically. And it's fine if you, you know, of course, nobody wants to say hurtful things, but if in case there is a term or there is a word that you are a little bit unsure about, you can always ask and, you know, have a conversation open enough to say that, hey, I'm a little unsure about this, but I'm willing to learn. Uh, and I think that, you know, speaks honestly volumes. About the whole concept of like gender fluid, see, um, I think I mentioned a little something at the beginning of this chat that I identify as gender queer, um, which means that I don't adhere to uh, the anything that the gender binary has to offer, basically. And I, I personally do believe that all of us uh, are somewhere too spirited in a way where uh, we have masculine and feminine traits. It's just a matter of which one you tap into more or which one is uh, more comfortable for you as your expression of your being. I think being gender fluid is something that also gets a lot of hate when like a cisgendered man. Uh, so I'm talking about Ayushman. He posed, you know, for a magazine cover where, you know, he used the term gender fluid for himself. And a lot of people, whether or not they were from the LGBTQIA community, 
took you know offense to that because um it felt a little opportunistic for him to claim that he's a genius and unnatural and, right like, yeah exactly that it's coming from exactly i mean you can wish to be a little bit more gender fluid you can abolish the rules of gender and say that okay i'm here to smash patriarchy and i'm going to live my life not giving into these gender conforming rules and that's appreciated and that's great but for you to suddenly use something cuz it seems glamorous or fashionable or gets you in the vogue category of celebrities that people love to talk about then that's just opportunistic and you know people will call it out as and when you know something like that comes up but yeah being gender fluid is something that everyone whether or not you are queer or not should you know consider living their lives as cuz uh, it's fantastic i think uh, being limited by the rules of gender just only limits your perspective and your experiences in life and when you somehow come to terms with the fact that it's all made up like gender is as a concept as a construct is all human terms of things that you know we try to make sense out of things but it can very easily be just given up and then you can just like live your life beyond these restrictions that like gender very very aggressively tries to put you in these heteronormative boxes um and I'm yeah i'm so it, happy we're recording this and i'm so happy it's going to be out there because i feel like one it's such great advice uh two i should have taken notes for myself as well and um three it's coming from such a like an organic place just i i could hear you talking all evening thank <laughs> it's you so cool uh but i do want to first thank the chirping bird in the background because i think it added a ring to this entire conversation <laughs> it's like i don't know if you know this pratul but you are officially the first guy who's come on our podcast and we're in season 3 so if i were to really count we have over the past year spoken to more than 30 plus people and you are the first guy i'm chatting with how cool is that I was so intimidated by that. Like, I mean, you have no pressure. idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so much pressure because I mean, I come from a place that all my life I have, you know, loved, adored, been inspired by fantastic women in my life or the people that I see on the internet and popular culture, whatever. And I think just that appreciation for women in general is something that I I find so intimidating to ever you know be on a platform where a lot of women are sharing their experiences of life and I feel so small and inconsequential sometimes so not it, it's, at it's, all it's, oh my god we're so honored and we're so excited because if we rather start talking to men I mean we would rather start with you than anybody else we could think of you speak about such great things that we resonate with on so many scales in fact i have an experience as well where actually multiple experiences you'll be surprised how many times i've gone back to the lawyers and said that why does everywhere on every single term sheet it says he instead of he she they so <laughs> and and that's that's uh, hilarious right that's also like a legal assumption for yours saying that uh, it's men who will get the term sheets <laughs> yeah so But no, i'm honored and i'm really glad <laughs> conversation so also i'm happy we got to talk before you leave you have to tell us what keeps you going what's your livaste moment where you're 100% there and nobody can just kill your vibe wow loaded questions from jivika okay what keeps me i can start with what keeps me going um uh it's i think honestly it's i wish i had like one set answer or one set mantra that i could share with you and your listeners uh but i feel like taking every day as its own is something that took me a while you know to learn 
um no two days are the same and you know i think i'm somebody who has had a history of like a lot of like mental health issues and again just the journey of like being a person is very difficult let alone like somebody who has to worry about their survival and have to worry about like every little thing so yeah that that you know living with that anxiety and living with like bouts of depression is something that does shape a lot of um, you know your personality and how you look at life so i think yeah that whole idea of being fully present or being in the moment and just like really appreciating the time that you get with your loved ones is something that i have only started to realize is like the crux of life and this what you know these moments will be the one that i would remember and not the time that i spend worrying about making money or worrying about like getting the next big thing or just buying expensive things so i think for everyone who i can impart this wisdom to uh, it's all, it sounds very like sort of philosophical and this and that but um, i think yeah the whole idea of like being able to live in the moment and just really enjoy and appreciate what you have right now uh, i think will will always be a good way to live in terms of like my live as the moment and when i'm like truly my best version um is uh, honestly when i'm surrounded by people that uh, are beyond family to me and i think just as a queer person i think it's very important for the idea of chosen families right because we are all somewhere outcasted we're all had like relationships that we've lost in our lives because you know they don't align with like some of our life choices they don't understand some of the things um, and you know xenophobia and all those things i mean homophobia is something that we deal with on a daily basis almost so i think that does sour a lot of like friendships and relationships so this whole idea of choosing your own family choosing your own tribe is very very important um so yeah whenever i'm around people that are fully consciously aware and you know are not just self aware but also aware about the fact that we are all outcasts and you know this is where we find uh, you know our community our strength and you know our inspiration so yeah whenever i'm around people that are on the same wavelength as me i feel like i'm the most myself and i think um, i think yeah that's probably like my live ask the moment i guess Was there a third question in your loaded so list of cute. questions? No, Thank this you. is so adorable. What you're saying is spending time with your loved ones or people you care about is your livaste moment. That's that's amazing, man. Thank you. Rajul, thank you so much for your time. I so so appreciate it. I know this is supposed to be short and sweet, but I feel like there's so much more to it that I almost want to do a 2.0. Absolutely. Maybe <laughs> we should bring you in like every season. This is season yeah. 3 and I think it's episode 8 guys, but Pratul has to come back like every season, so we should have a pledge around this. Done done. I'm happy to do like a 5 minute segment every podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure, like you'll find more listeners than uh, Kanupriya and I together <laughs> do. But uh, thank you, man. You have a good evening. Hope you had fun. Thank you Bye, so much. We did. Thank you. This was so Bye. much fun. Thank you so much. Bye. Hey, that was some serious positive content. Kanu, I, I wish you could be there because he had his video on and uh, for the first part of it, like first like couple of seconds, and he had the coolest glasses on. Dude, I feel like he always has the coolest glasses. Like every single time, whenever we've had a meeting with him, it's always been like just super cool. Like just I want to be cool on looks, on looks. Can you help me look? Cool? Want to be? We are cool. Excuse me. Can you help me look cool? Is there something new that's coming up? Yeah, if you're positive and you like pizza, we have our pizza activity hoodie coming up. So please wear it. I'm sure everybody's going to think you're uber cool after that. Get it, wear it, enjoy it. It's all one of our gender neutral items, so it's available across 16 sizes. And anyone Whoa, can. Oh, we outed ourselves with these sizes. They like. 
yeah the only way to be cool now is to be wearing our stays so we got you dog given and this has been a fantastic season so we're really grateful for everybody who stuck around the entire season and says kanupriya and i signing out until the next season bye guys bye